You're listening to The Athletic Mind with your host, Taylor Cook and Lauren Williams. Welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. All right. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm going to be running solo on this one again as Lauren and I are working so hard to try and figure out our schedules and you know line them up to be able to record together. Uh, it's not always possible, unfortunately. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about coping with injuries in sport. This is obviously a very common occurrence. We've all experienced some sort of injury in our lifetime, whether that's something minor or something major. But one of the keys to be able to overcome and successfully come out on the other side of rehab and get back into your sport is the mindset that you take into the rehab process. So for this episode, I'm going to be referencing my experience as I recovered from my MCL uh, reconstructive surgery over a year and a half ago, what that process was like, how I approached you know, this idea of going into surgery and not being able to play my sport and all of the, um, all the little negative thought rabbit holes that you can really start to go down if you don't keep your mind in check when you go through this process. Um, So basically I dislocated my knee for the fourth time in March of 2021. It was quite literally the day after our season ended. Um, And yeah, like it was a really challenging process at the very beginning, at the very outset of, of all of this. So, um, for the first five weeks I was in a lot of prehab, you know, I got an MRI. They said that it was torn, that I'd have to go and see a specialist, but until I was able to get in to see a specialist, it was really important that I do the necessary prehab because there was a good possibility that I was going to need surgery as it was the fourth time that I've, um, that I've torn my MCL. So went through five weeks of prehab, making sure that I was, you know, getting on the bike, doing the exercises that my physiotherapist was uh, recommending that I do. And then came time to meet with the surgeon. And of course, without any surprise there, um, the surgeon almost immediately told me that I was going to need surgery, that I had torn my MCL in the deepest uh, part of the knee and that there was no way that I would be able to compete if I did not have the reconstructive surgery. So within a week of that conversation, I found myself going in for surgery. And, you know, I think it's really important to talk about the emotions that come along with a diagnosis like this, like being an athlete, playing for, you know, 20 years, And then finding out that you're going to have this major surgery that's going to possibly impact the way you play or if you can continue to play in the future. So at the very outset of, you know, finding out that I was going to have to have surgery, um, there was a lot of emotions that came with that. And of course, um, that negative rabbit hole of thoughts that you start to go down, like, 
you know, what if I can't play again? What if, um, you know, what if I'm not able to perform as well when I do come back? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I want to put emphasis on the what if part of that, because there is no guarantee as to what's going to happen in the future after you're coming back from any sort of injury, whether it be minor or major, but especially when we're talking about major surgeries. So, you know, as a goalie for myself to, to go through a knee surgery, a lot of people go into that and think, oh my God, like knee surgery as a goalie, that's one of the worst things that you can have next to like hip surgery and start to have like a negative outlook on the rehab process from the outset of the diagnosis and figuring out if they're going to be able to play moving forward. So if you get diagnosed with having like a major injury that could potentially be career ending, of course, it's a sweet balance in my opinion. So for me, it wasn't buying into this thought of what if I'm not able to compete? What if I'm not able to perform at my best like I was before this surgery? For me, it was okay. Of course, there is a very real possibility that things won't be the same. But understanding that it's completely out of my control at this moment in time and choosing to focus on the, I am going to play again. I am going to do what it takes to get back into the shape that I need to be in to play. I'm going to follow through with my rehab. I'm going to do whatever I can within my control to make sure that the possibility of continuing to compete and continuing to play is very, very real. So that's exactly the mindset that I took into this whole knee reconstructive process. So I had a week from the time that I had been told, all right, you're going to have to have surgery and the actual date of the surgery. So I had a week to process the emotions that came along with all of this, both the positive and the negative, and making sure that I was putting myself in a good headspace before going into surgery. And part of this process was, of course, like going through those emotions, making sure they sat with me and I processed and worked through them, but also talking to my number one supporter. So, of course, my boyfriend and my mom and my family, those are the people that I needed to have by my side, maybe not physically since my mom was overseas, but the ones that were in my wheelhouse and really encouraging me and making sure that I was okay and you know, doing what they could to maybe put my mind at ease when it started to go down those those um, rabbit holes of you know negative self talk and and all that stuff. And then the surgery date came. You know, for the first week, I wasn't able to really do anything. Shouldn't be very surprising, um, but making sure that I listened to everything that the surgeon and the doctors were telling me, right? So what they recommended was don't putting like, don't put any weight on it to start. Of course, obviously you just had major surgery. And then of course, listening to what they said in terms of you can slowly start to put weight on it X amount of days afterwards. You can start to do these things X amount of days or weeks afterwards. And then once you get to the point where you're able to get back into physio, making sure that you 
really work with physio and understand what it is you can, should be doing, what you need to avoid in order to optimize the rehab process as best as possible. So once I was cleared and able to go back to see my physiotherapist, I asked all of the questions that I wanted answers to. So, you know, typically how long of a rehab process does it take to come back from MCL surgery? And at the time, you know, MCL surgery is not nearly as common as ACL surgery. So basically they had said they weren't 100% sure because there's not enough data on it for them. But if they were comparing it to ACL, then it could be anywhere between six to nine months. So hearing six to nine months for a lot of people, that is a long time. And if you don't have the right mindset during those crucial months, you're really going to be at a loss in the long run. So knowing that I was going to be out for six to nine months was something that I had to accept. There was no changing it. There was nothing I could do to control that timeline. The only thing I could do was accept it and then make sure that I was putting in the work during that time to make sure that I was on track to be getting back into my game within that time frame. And then, of course, working with physio, you know, asking what I should be doing in terms of exercises, how frequently, how many reps, how many sets, all of that stuff. And it started out really, really slow. And I think that's what's really challenging for a lot of athletes when they're going through the rehab process is because we're so used to this go, go, go lifestyle, like making sure that you're doing your absolute best. You're working really hard and, and showing up for your team and doing the very best that you can, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love that all athletes are, are like that, but I needed to make sure that I was holding myself accountable to myself because not only was the season done, but I was going to be off for the next six to nine months, which meant that Nobody was going to be holding me accountable for doing this stuff except for myself. So I started this um, kind of like a roadmap to success type goal setting uh, framework for myself. And the goal, of course, was to make sure that I was back on the ice within six to nine months. And I worked backwards from there and actually created phases for myself and worked with my physiotherapist to do this as well, to make sure that I was staying on track with the progress I needed to be making to make that nine to six months a reality. So breaking it down into those milestones, like in phase one, these were the exercises that I was able to do. And in phase two, I would be able to step it up a notch and maybe be adding a little bit of weight to it. In phase three, it was going to be okay. You can get on the machines at the gym and you can do more weighted exercises. Stage four was, you know, you know, it's been four months. You can take the leg brace off and then making sure that I was slowly and very carefully following through on the exercises, making sure that I was showing up each and every day and doing the work. And when I say that, I mean, it was so easy to just stay in bed and to not do anything and to not do the exercises. But every morning I reminded myself that 
if I was going to be getting back on the ice, if I was going to be getting back into my sport in a timely manner that I was happy with, then it was going to require consistency on my part in terms of doing the exercises. And like I said, at the outset, it's hard because I wasn't able to go to the gym. I wasn't able to do much. I was crutching around and I had a full leg cast on and that was it, right? Like I, I didn't really have a lot going on for me. I couldn't go to work, didn't go to the gym, wasn't really able to do a whole lot. So the temptation to sit in bed and stay there and just watch Netflix all day or read a book was very, very great. But making sure that I did the exercises, whether it was from in bed, whether it was, uh, you know, going out to the other room and getting a little bit more blood flow through my body and, and all that stuff, right? This is what I needed to do if I wanted to get back into playing my sport after these six to nine months. So part of this process was actually making sure that I was tracking and measuring all of the things that I was doing on a daily basis. I was really making sure that I was watching the food that I was consuming, especially since I wasn't able to have as high of an energy output because in the past where I have dislocated my, my knee before and found myself bedridden, I have not been paying attention to that. And then by the time, you know, three months went by and I was able to get back into being on the ice and being active, I was a little bit heavier than what I was prior to that injury. And of course, that's a very big reality for a lot of athletes because we are you know, going from being at practice and being in the gym several times a week to, okay, I'm not able to do this, so I'm only stuck in my, my room or in, in my house and I can't really get out and do much. So making sure that you're paying attention to your nutrition is a huge, huge thing in my opinion. Second was tracking the exercises that my physiotherapist was giving me. She told me, this is what you need to do. These are the amount of sets that you need to do. This is the amount of reps. Make sure that you're doing these two or three times a day because we want to make sure that you're still getting the proper movement into the leg so you can, you know, again, work on slowly rehabbing it back. And then by the time you've done all these over the next, you know, three or four weeks, then we'll be able to graduate to the next phase of your rehab. So working closely with your physiotherapist is one of my highest recommendations in this process and making sure that you're holding yourself accountable to following through and doing those exercises on your own time because the only person that's going to be holding you accountable is yourself. You're not going to have your coach or your teammate or your mom and dad checking in to make sure that you're doing these things every single day. So if you find that you have a hard time with self-accountability, right, then making sure that you set some intention statements for yourself each and every day when you wake up. I will do X exercises X amount of times today. And then making sure at the end of the day, you take time to scorecard those results and say, all right, did I follow through on that intention? Was I able to complete all of me, my physio exercises or did I fall short? And during this process, I also want to make a note that it's really important to also listen to your body as well, right? When you're rehabbing an injury, it's a very variable process. 
Some days you're going to have a lot of pain and other days it's not going to be as much. But making sure that you are taking time to listen to your body and what it can and can't take, what it should or should not be doing is a crucial aspect of this because we don't want to be pushing ourselves to the point that we're almost causing greater harm than we're doing good to our bodies. So also making sure that in this process, you are being kind to yourself, right? Making sure that you're not pushing it too hard and you're not being too easy on yourself. And it's a difficult balance to find, but if you practice enough self-awareness, this is something that you'll be able to do with ease over time, especially if this is a more major injury that's going to be taking, you know, six to nine months, maybe even longer to rehab from. And lastly, one of the most important things to really keep track of is how you're talking to yourself throughout this process. You know, are you telling yourself that you're going to be able to come back from this stronger than before, that you're going to successfully get back into your sport on time? Or are you sitting here constantly doubting yourself and saying that, oh, this is stupid, like, I hate this, I'm not going to be able to do this, Um, you know, going through those really deep, dark rabbit holes of self-doubt and uncertainty and then just closing up shop mentally. This is something that's really important to keep track of because part of part of being able to get back into your sport is again, like I said from the outset of this, is the mindset that you're taking into it. So of course if you're starting out the day saying oh, like I'm probably not going to be able to play anyway. So like, what's the point in doing this? There's a greater chance that you're not going to follow through on those intentions that you're setting for yourself. There's a greater chance you're not going to be doing the proper rehab that you need to get there. So of course, it's really important that we're starting our days saying, all right, you know what? I'm going to get back into this. I'm going to be better than before. This is going to be great. And, you know, as much as it does suck that this injury is happening right now, there's nothing I can do to change it. So just making sure that I'm giving it my 100% to make sure that I get back into it the way I want to. Making sure that I'm doing everything within my own power to make sure that this is going to happen for me. And don't get me wrong, there was definitely days where I did have those thoughts. And... I really made sure that I shut them down quickly though. Like I didn't sit and let them fester for very long. I would acknowledge that they were there and then just let them pass. And then refocus my energy on something more productive and something that was going to be more positive in my rehab process. So a lot of the times I actually did visualization and I don't really know if there's a lot of studies on, you know, sports injuries and visualization, but I do know that they do have a lot of studies on visualization and sports performance. And for those that visualize, they're actually able to perform those skills better than they would if they were only physically practicing. So what I would actually do is I would sit and I would take some time to visualize my knee healing. And maybe that sounds like a little crazy to some people, but honestly, I feel like this was one of the most beneficial things for me because it not only put my mind at ease, but it felt like it put my body at ease as well. 
And then from there, I would actually visualize, you know, the process of what, 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 what was that next phase going to look like? So what was it going to look and feel like by the time that I was able to sit on one of the machines in the gym and actually put weight on a machine and, and push with my legs? You know, what was it going to feel like when I was finally able to get that leg brace off and step in the gym and do normal exercises? What was it going to feel like by the time I was able to step back on the ice for the first time? And in that process, it also really motivated me to continue on with this whole tracking and measuring my progress of the rehab exercises that physio was giving me as well. So if you haven't practiced any sort of visualization before, whether you are are injured or whether you're not injured, my recommendation is to go ahead and try some of this, all right? Like it is, honestly, I can't even explain. It's just so so beneficial and it feels so good. And for those that don't know, our brains actually can't tell the difference between reality and a very vivid image that we create within our minds. So making sure that in this process that you're really digging down into the specific details of it. So, you know, what is it that you can see? What is it that you can hear? And what is it that you can feel? These are the most dominant senses that we have, especially when it comes to playing sports. So making sure that you're really digging down deep into how it is that you're going to be feeling, what is it you're going to see here during those moments is really going to help that visual become more and more real to your mind and thus propel that motivation even further for yourself into this whole rehab process. But that is all that I have for you today. I hope that this was of some use to you, whether you are currently injured or not. Um, This is something that you can use moving forward. And let me know how it goes. Honestly, like I love to hear the feedback from the people in our locker room, whether it's, you know, about the actual episode itself or some of the content that we are we are putting out. We love to get your feedback. We also want to hear more about what you, what you want to hear. Um, that way we can you know start to really cater these episodes to you, to what it is you're going through in your season currently. So um, thank you guys so much again for tuning in. As always, uh, if you found this episode to be of any value, please go ahead and share on social, share with a friend and If you are feeling so inclined, we would also really, really appreciate if you'd go ahead and leave us a rating and review on either Spotify or Apple. This is going to help the podcast grow, reach new audiences and new listeners that are just like you. So thank you guys so much again, and we will see you next week.